0: There and welcome to Adaptivist Live, the Atlassian Ecosystem Podcast. T- today's episode, Looking Back, a sentimental podcast of memory. And today, we have a very special guest host to walk down memory lane with us. You might remember him w- since we're reminiscing. Do you remember when we had a whole week of podcasts from uh, Atlassian Summit 2017? Well, here he is again, ladies and gentlemen, to walk you down memory lane Dylan Lindsay. Hi, Dylan.
1: Hello, everyone.
0: And our other special guest co-host, it's all hosts today, is <laughs> the man who runs the six, an- another returning guest to our podcast, but this time we've elevated him. It's a- just a co-host round. It's like a panel, and his name is Harp. He is the legend. Harp Athwall, ladies and gentlemen. Hi, Harp.
2: Hello. I finally made it. Oh, status.
0: You made it back. So, gentlemen... We're going to kick off our our sentimental podcast the way we always kick off a podcast with a thunderbolt round. And in today's thunderbolt round what I want to do is talk for a minute or less a piece about some early memories of our time at Adaptivist. Like, you know, first day and on because Dylan has just celebrated his his anniversary. I have just celebrated an anniversary. Harp has been with Adaptivist since time immemorial. So he doesn't get anniversaries anymore. Uh, But so, so some early days and from my early days, it was so, it was so intense, right? My early days at Adaptivist were intense because my, my daughter was a week old and I had left another job a week before. Like I had one week of transition from my old job to newborn baby to new job. That was significantly more involved than uh, my, my old job. So um, it was really intense, but it was also great. I was in Springfield, Missouri at the time with uh, our regular co host, Matthew Stubblefield. And um, I actually went to his house on my first day, got my laptop, got, got all connected, got all my accounts set up. And I was just so impressed. I watched Matthew deliver a class that day. Um, for Atlassian University and it was like I'm gonna do that and then a week later I was doing that and it was just intense it was like I hit the ground like one of those cartoon characters that's going ruh, 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 ruh. and that was that so that was my early days at Adaptivist. Harp what about you?
2: Well when I joined it was just myself uh, up in lovely Toronto but a few weeks later they ran an induction For the new starters, there's a few new people I were joining around the same time. And they invited us to the office on Old Street here in England. And there was a handful of people I walked in. It's like the first day of school. There's another guy who just started on the same day. He was wearing a lovely blazer and a tie. He had no idea what he had just got himself into. Poor gentleman. He sat there. We looked at each other, introduced ourselves. And we both walked over to the coffee machine and struggled to figure out how to use it. And then we thought, you know, we can't even use the coffee machine. What are we doing here? So we just grabbed water and moved back to the table. And uh, then we waited for someone. This lovely gentleman, Hyder, walked by. He was like, you guys want a coffee? I said, I would love a coffee. And then he showed us how the coffee machine works. And if you actually fast forward it three and a half, some years later, I'm actually in London today uh, at the grand, spanking, lovely second edition to the amazing office they have by Longworth Road. And... When I got here just a few days ago, I walked up to the, the coffee machine.
1: And I, the coffee machine
2: and I stared at it. And of course, of all people, Hyder came by and he's like, you need to put water in that. So, so I feel like you know maybe I'm doing something right, but maybe I'm not. Maybe I'm
0: not. Full circle. Yeah, no, you've come for full circle, but at the same time, Hyder didn't ask you if you wanted coffee he told you to put water in it. So this is like a step, you know, you've come, you've definitely progressed. There you go. Thank so
1: he's you. not,
0: he's not doing it for you. Now he's teaching a man to fish. There he is. Cause you've made it. Awesome. Amazing. Harp Dylan, a year ago, I, I remember meeting you pretty early on and I might've scared you. So tell us a little bit about your early time, Dylan.
1: I haven't scared. It was maybe something to do with the cat pictures in the back of your wall or the beard, but you know, it's things have been since then. Uh, No, my early, I actually remember my first day and my first day was spent walking all over London um, for the company because we were moving offices into this lovely waterside office and uh, Mark uh, McCormack who's the commercial manager thought it was a good way to introduce us to the company to walk around to all of the offices. So from Old Street we walked to GSS. Uh, from GSS then we walked up to a wharf and then I think we stopped off for lunch and then I think we walked to a pub and uh, it was a fairly solid day and I think um, Mark's opening comments were to this place look how amazing it is and yeah ready is now.
0: Yeah I can't wait to come back myself it is a it is a wonderful space and a great a great place to collaborate with uh, our fantastic co-workers um, so we're looking back. We've we've reflected on those early days, but let's look back a little sooner to now. And a lot has happened since Summit 2017, has it not? I mean, I feel like we've been going nonstop.
1: The the weird thing was, I think for pretty much most of Adaptivist, there was a huge buildup to summit with trying to get stuff in line to the princes, uh, making sure everything certainly from Um, products and for marketing. Uh, Releases are ready and all updates are good to go. And we all always have this big vision of uh, Summit and getting everything ready for Summit. And then uh, that hype hasn't really stopped since Summit. We've just been kind of riding that sort of same high, uh, trying to get out more content from there. So it's been great.
0: So one of our biggest announcements going into Summit was well not biggest but but one of our big pushes from earlier in the year was adaptivist test management but some big things have come since summit with test management what what do we got going on there
1: cool all right so um test management they always uh, are very good and proactive and release uh, pretty much every month but uh last week i believe it was we announced that we have got uh, test management for cloud available <laughs> Um, so now uh, users of Jira Cloud can also benefit from a full test management solution and get access to great things like uh, sort of test run creation planning, test execution, and uh, traceability all straight on top of Jira. So uh, I'm pretty
2: excited about this also. Just uh, I remember at Summit, the number of people are were walking by um, and asking, all right, can you give me a demo for this? And we thought we might, you know, we had one laptop to do a demo for this one. It turned out fifty-four demos later, uh, the excitement was real and this is gonna be really, really great for the community when we see this now.
0: Yeah, for for users looking for that um integrated test management in Jira where it's not it's not part of a different interface. Where it's just part of your Jira life. Uh, Adaptivist test management is an excellent thing, but but test management for cloud, it's fully live. But do we have feature parity just yet?
1: Oh, uh, working towards it, right? Um, I know that there's a team literally sitting right above us right now for our
0: viewers at home.
1: Yeah, they're you know, literally they're, on top of us. Yeah, we're in a glass cage of emotion they can't see
0: uh, you Dylan they can't they're not they're listeners
1: that's
0: that's our running joke and it is a bad one (laughs) I think
1: it needs to stop running (laughs) (laughs) brilliant no well uh or at least what we were told to mention um, by the product owners that uh, exports and custom fields would certainly be dropping soon, and that the guys would certainly be working more towards feature parity in the next couple of months.
0: Those are so that's the uh, that's the most fire release of 2017, right there. The 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 custom fields and exports. All right, so ATM Adaptivist Test Management doing great. Other places where Adaptivist products uh, made a big splash at Summit, and we had quite a lot of conversation about that. Uh, who doesn't love a good diagramming tool? Smart Draw, major uh, okay. at Summit. And what has happened since then?
1: Cool. Well, um, we announced, I think, at Summit that we were releasing a number of different Smart Draw apps, Um, And now we literally have draw all the things. We've got SmartDraw available for Jira, uh, for Confluence, both server and cloud, as well as a power-up for Trello. Um, So those are all available on the market today. It is in Um, Trello. Sorry?
0: It's in Trello. Trello. Wow.
1: Indeed. Um, Literally, now you can pull uh, your diagram straight into your Trello cards and view them straight up like that.
0: I really want to try that out. I think that would be tremendous. I think that's tremendous. I didn't, and and here I am an adaptivist employee. I didn't even know it was coming to Trello.
1: Yeah. That's
0: that's how many irons we have in the fire. All right. So what, what else came along with that? I think we upgraded some of the functionality, didn't we?
1: Yeah. The big, the big one I think is that, uh, the guys introduced, uh, SDON API, which is the Smart Draw object notifications which allows you to uh, effectively script and build up uh, relationships around uh, smart draw objects. So one of the things that we've done is use a uh, script runner to visualize data between epic stories, subtasks, straight uh, from your Jira instance, which is pretty cool. And then the other big news is the fact that we have also upgraded it to allow uh, imports from Gliffy. So if customers are keen to join, uh, <laughs> join the party, they can bring their old diagrams from Glyphy straight in. <laughs> this one's amazing because we had someone come by and uh, they said,
2: you know what? I'd love to try this, but I've got thousands of diagrams. There's no way I can import, unless if you actually create a bulk import uh, from Glyphi. Uh, and the, the guys... Said, you know what, how important is this to you? And I said, No, really, like we're ready to move. We're happy to move to SmartDraw, but this is really critical. And the fact that you listen to your users and this soon after summit, the features now ready to go. This is this is this is what um, I'm most excited about, just as someone who's facilitating those conversations and sees that, all right, the customer asked for this and here it is.
0: Yeah, and we're delivering. That is that's actually amazing. I'm I'm impressed by both of the things that we just talked about. That uh, the 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 API where you can pull and visualize data right out of Jira, that the possibilities there become really powerful. Like um, something that I get asked a lot about is is visualizing relationships between issues. I get that all the time, and if I understand correctly, this is just a couple of clicks with script runner and smart draw to having a diagram that shows you everything. Wow. Amazing. And another big piece of news that, that we were really hyped about, and it was so cool to meet Pepe project configurator. We, we have acquired project configurator, which is a very popular add on. Um, but what's, what's, what else is going on there?
1: Yeah, uh, well, I, I can't really mention exactly what's happening other than there is a lot of work around Project Configure going on moment, um, and we bring out uh, a fair chunk of functionality in the upcoming months.
0: Oh, this is what they call a teaser in the industry.
1: Oh, tease. Yeah. I thought I was about to hear something new myself,
0: and all of a sudden Dylan just says, eh, no. I'll we'll just tickle yeah. you with it. He actually just
2: turned away from me.
0: The viewers can't see this, I hear, right, Ryan? No, they can't see it.
2: Yeah. So they won't see that he actually literally just turned away he just, from. He,
0: he's shielding it. his eyes.
2: Used to be like, like right there. It's just a, a little TBA tag. Oh gosh.
0: man. Okay. All right. Well, we're gonna all come right. back to this.
2: I can come into the next podcast. You know <laughs> oh,
0: what we're gonna so. do? We're gonna talk. We're gonna when this all drops, we're gonna get Pepe on the podcast, and we'll actually talk with him about it, and we'll announce all of it right live. I'm saying that now. Therefore, I have to make it happen, um, <laughs> which is a whole different story. Yeah. But so we will get Pepe on. Pepe is one of the most. He's he's so he's humble. Oh, he's it's, so it's, it's, nice. He's like he seemed to be uh, like when when I got to hang out with him in in San Jose. I was just so impressed with his his. Disposition, such a nice guy. So I look forward to having him on the podcast and embarrassing, uh, embarrassing ourselves in front of uh, Pepe. I think that'll be a good time. Um, and lastly, for our look back at what we've done since Summit, we can't we can't n- leave out the big dog script runner for Jira.
1: <laughs> yeah, uh, just a small announce that uh, scheduled jobs are now available for script runner for Jira Cloud. And that allows you to run your scripts when you want them uh, to run. So low demand periods, midnight, somewhere around there where you don't have hundreds of users on in your instance, uh, updating issues, run them then.
0: Nice, nice. So scheduled jobs now available for script runner for Jira for cloud. And so we've we've gone over the big heavy hitters. What else do we have to look forward to?
1: Uh, we'll be doing a number of different product releases in the next couple of weeks. I can't give exact timeframes and don't want to give exact timeframes at this point. But certainly look out for a script run for uh, Confluence. There'll be an update coming for that quite soon. Uh, and yeah, that's probably about it from my side.
0: Nice, nice. So what we just did there, we just kind of covered a lot of big news from post-summit. So it's post-summit, which was... It's hard to believe. It's the end of October. Summit was early September. That is a lot of news for roughly two months. That's a lot of stuff. So congratulations to our 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 teams for putting out such great work. But the the thing that that I feel like is most useful here is that now I feel caught up. I feel like we've done a little bit of a retrospective, a post summit retros a post post summit retrospective. <laughs> And this is really important. It's important for people to get caught back up. So, uh, and for the teams that are doing the work, when they do a retrospective, they're looking at what they've just completed. So, when we're doing retrospectives in Adaptivist, what do, what do you find to be the most useful parts of those of those get-togethers? So
2: I think the uh, the feedback is so important, and one of the things uh, that we're planning on doing right before Christmas this year which we've never done before and I think as a a company grows we have to do more of these and I'm I'm loving the fact that we're going to be doing this is all the uh, managing consultants throughout the global team and all the project managers globally will be arriving in London one week ahead of Christmas week Um, and sitting in the room together looking at what's gone well Um, you know we have lots of successes but it's also important to look at things that didn't go well Sometimes it's easy to gloss over that. We don't want to do that. I think that's what we want to really highlight on this year is we don't want it to turn into a session. Where we're just complaining either, right? There's going to be, a, a, there has to be an agenda. That has to be a, a success criteria for us, but the plan is to have everyone for three days go over the things that went well, what didn't go well, how can we improve? We're growing as a company. We're always learning. And without doing these retrospectives, we're going to repeat the same mistakes.
0: I think that's, that's a crucial takeaway is that, you don't want to repeat the mistakes that you've made previously. You you do want to highlight the successes. You want to feel good about what you're doing, but you got to look at those things that didn't go so well. So <clears throat> how do we take those lessons forward? What is the secret?
2: Well, I think the, the main thing is that, uh, it's one thing to listen. We're all going to sit in a room and talk to, you know, people have been here for a year, two years, three years, they all have their own experiences. Um, and then, if we just leave that meeting or any meeting like that, because this is happening throughout the company, I'm specifically talking about uh, the services side, but I'm sure other teams are doing the same thing, is how do we make sure that that message actually gets applied? Um, and that's a good point. You know what? Um, it's one of those things that, as a growing company, we haven't done this before. So I'd be lying if I said, you know what? Here's what we're going to do moving forward. The important thing is that we are looking back and we have plans of how we're going to adapt that moving forward. Um, but maybe what we'll do is, in a future podcast, go over what we actually did during that week. Um, Obviously, we know retrospectives are key, but at least in in my point of view is uh, we're growing at such a pace that we need to actually look back a year from now again and see what we did. And I think that's just as important as actually having those retrospectives.
1: To uh, give you sort of like an idea of scale, because this is sort of my one-year anniversary at the company, I think when I joined, there were about sort of 80, 60 to eighty people somewhere within that mark. I don't know what it is today, but I've heard the term, I've heard the number one forty being floated around somewhere. Um, so, as a company, we've nearly grown double in size, okay, within the space of a year, yeah. which is an awesome achievement, I think. And uh, I don't think it's stopping there, certainly, but that does mean that new sort of progressing from a small uh, sort of business mentality into a new space and that's going to bring with its own challenges and opportunities and uh, certainly the opportunity for us to build effective means of uh, reporting and uh,
0: observing in terms of our uh, projects. Nice Dylan you you are responsible for calling retrospectives in the marketing team am i am I wrong?
1: Uh, I think we all are really I mean uh, we've also just grown as a team in the last like couple of months or so. We now have a content marketing manager as well as another product marketing manager and of course the head of product marketing and so I think now we're all uh, call retrospectives when we feel that we need them. I think the key point is really trying to balance out uh, when one needs a retrospective because, as Harp said earlier, you know, you don't always want to have a retrospective after something goes wrong. Otherwise, you know, people, you have a meeting invite that says retrospective and you're like, oh, really? Oh, dear. Something's gone wrong. Okay. Oh, dear. Um, And equally, you don't want to take too much time out of people's calendars to uh, basically talk about what the project was when they should be focusing on, and this is specifically for like consultants, focusing on their uh, current projects. So, <clears throat> I'm not 100% responsible, but I have called a couple before. And uh, yeah, I think that we're kind of learning what flow is of the retrospectives and how uh, they're applicable to our new teams.
0: So I know for for small you know teams that do agile, that practice agile directly, um, and we are a, we're sort of a mixed shop. We use elements of agile in our in our methodology, but we're like I think some of our software teams are are purely on sprints, whereas we in the services side a little looser about that. But at the end of a sprint, you're looking back and you're going, in this period of time, we accomplished X, Y, and Z. I I did that for the Z thing for you, Harp, for you Thank know you. the Thank Canadian you. touch. Good man. For for when you're you're not judging the passage of time quite so strictly, it becomes a little more of a subjective thing. You gotta really figure when's it when is it gonna be most useful to our team, right? Uh, in learning and development, we have a meeting at the end of every week where Matthew wants to know what can we do to work better together? You know, what 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 were some successes this week? So it really just depends on your team's kind of cadence. And uh Hard you gonna? No, I
2: was. I was gonna um, just, just to add to that. There, that's a really good point because when we do uh, at the end of a, a large project say, so we've been working with the client for over a year. It went really well, but at the same time, you know, they're happy, we're happy, but it wasn't always that way throughout it. So you have to look back. Even at every every large project, um, sometimes smaller ones too. But really, as Dylan mentioned, also you don't want to do it all the time. But there are times, you know, for a large project, even if the customer's happy, you're happy, there might have been things we could have done better. And I think those are very valuable times to and we do that now. We use uh, we we've, we've used confluence to actually keep notes of what went well, and what didn't go well, what could improve on, because we will probably work with that client again and we wanna make sure that, that the, the process is either just as good or better than next time.
0: All right, guys. Well, it's been a pleasure looking back with you today. Really enjoy uh, going over the good old times and looking forward to the good old times to come. Um, if you are interested in working with a bunch of good old times like these, uh, please visit joinadaptivist.com. If you would like to give us a suggestion for the podcast or if you even want to be a guest, uh, please email us at learnadaptivist.com. At if you are enjoying what you hear on the podcast, please, please, please feel free to share it amongst your favorite social media or maybe just toss a link up on LinkedIn. Why not? So, Dylan, Harp, thank you both so much.
2: Thanks, Ryan.
0: Thank you, Ron. And uh, we look forward to seeing you again next week on Adaptivist Live. I totally lost my train of thought. I'm gonna have to edit this bit.